Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Catra.com. I'm Lance Lochner-Ryan as ever and as you know in each programme we invite top names from the world of hospitality to discuss matters affecting employers. So recruitment, development, retention, all that good stuff as well as matters, other matters that affect you and your teams. Now we're almost upon uh, walk for well-being time. Yes! It's nearly October. Can you believe it? Where's the year gone? Ah! Anyway, it's all good stuff. It's all in a brilliant cause. And I'm delighted to have three guests today uh, to discuss uh, Walk for Wellbeing. Very exciting. Um, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves to you now. Craig, if you could start. Yeah, of course. Hi, Lance. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Craig and I'm the founder of Hospitality Ta Talent Partner Mum. Uh, by day, I recruit for hospitality businesses across the UK. Um, that's the the day job. And then by uh, in my extra time, I'm delighted to be involved with various uh, well-being initiatives or people initiatives, including uh, Walk for Wellbeing, which I uh, created about three years ago and have um, run for the last three years with the help of many amazing people. We'll get into all of that, the hows and whys and wherefores. Camilla, please. Hi, thanks Lance. Um, hello everyone. I'm Camilla Woods. I'm the Services Director at the Industry Charity Hospitality Action. Adrian? Uh, yes, hello everybody. I'm Adrian Ellis. I'm the General Manager at the Lowry Hotel in Manchester. And uh, I also chair the Hotel Association here for the last few years as well. So happy to be joining you today. Thank you all for joining me. I'm delighted to have you on the podcast. Craig, can I start with you, uh, if I may? Let's go back to what you were saying just now. Um, tell me about the origins of this event. I mean, a lot of people know about it. Uh, a lot of people really get into the spirit of it and, and take part. But for those who don't know, what are the origins of the event? Where did the idea actually come from? Um, and how do you initially get the ball rolling? Sure. Um, so we originally, the, the idea came from, I guess, a real time of separation. If you cast your uh, minds back a couple of years, um, mid-COVID, uh, people were living very separate lives. There was a lot of stress, anxiety, uh, lonely loneliness um, for people in general and um, I've been involved with Hospitality Action for about three or four years so I sit on their fundraising board and I think we just had our fundraising catch-up um, and the charity had shared their focus would be grant giving um, going forward because there was a massive need at the time for people in the industry with um, who were at crisis point, who really needed that financial support. So the shift of the, the charity, rightly so, was going going to be grant giving. Um, and I remember, um, and not fundraising, because at the time, you know, um, asking people for money just wasn't right, you know. Um, and I remember putting the phone down and having to think about it, but um, also thinking that whilst we couldn't be asking people for money. There was potentially something that we could be doing. Um, and that was bringing people together um, to um, talk about well-being. Um, and so that's why, that's how the idea came about or how the idea came about. And I picked up the phone to uh, a gentleman by the name of Sean Wheeler, who most people listening to this podcast will know. Um, and Sean's a great friend and shared my thoughts with him and we came up collectively with the idea of 
creating what was for the last year, the two years known as Walk for Calm um, in support of Hospitality Action and the campaign against living miserably. And that event has naturally um, evolved into Walk for Wellbeing this year um, in support of HA. And the, the reason we've just decided to rename it is because well-being is really up there on uh, high on the agenda of most businesses and if it isn't it should well it should be um and i very much see the the new revised event as a bit of a thank you to hospitality action for all of the work that they do or, and have done sorry um but they continue to do and with things um still out there tough you know for a lot of people um, I think it's important for the people that can do something to be doing something for those that need it the most. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how has it grown since you started it? Uh, since that that first year, how is how is it how big has it become? So, um, so we've kind of taken a different format each year. We've kind of played around with it, and we've done what we could in in the over the past two years, um, subject to COVID restrictions. Are we still mentioning that word COVID. Um, we, you know, we were walking in bubbles. I think for the second event, we've kind of played around with it and simply involved a lot of different people to to get the message out there of far and wide to involve as many people from across the industry, whether that's people working in restaurants and bars to hotels to clubs, et cetera. Um, hospitality action is there for all sectors of the industry. And I think it was really important to involve as many people as possible to, to get the, the message far and wide and to include as many people as possible. So the, the event has um, evolved, it's grown. This year is looking absolutely amazing. We've had some amazing support and then we've got amazing support coming through from um, various companies, uh, including Lexington Catering, uh, Sean Wheeler, I've already mentioned, Tonique Talent up in Birmingham, who will be hosting the Birmingham leg, uh, Manchester Hoteliers Association, which I'm sure Adrian will talk about in a second, yeah. will be hosting Manchester, um, as well as uh, PR support from the relationship. So I just want to kind of mention them. It's, you know, it's definitely, this is not a one person behind the scenes organising. It's very much a, a collective effort um and including ha who um you know very much want, want to put this event on their uh, calendar absolutely absolutely camilla if i could just come to you um from a hospitality action perspective um in the past couple of years what changes in needs from hospitality workers have you have you witnessed yeah thanks um, and I am probably going to mention the COVID word um, here, as Craig was saying. I think since 2020, hospitality workers, you know, they've had to deal with a, a raft of changes. So COVID-19 had a, a massive, massive impact on financial and mental well-being. Um, you know, we had furlough, multiple lockdowns, and psychologically, that was really tough, you know, for, for the industry. Um, and we saw a massive increase in people coming to us for help. Um, as Craig was saying, many workers felt really isolated during lockdown. So we've seen large increases in people presenting with mental health issues. Um, financial arrears are probably more significant in the last couple of years than perhaps they have been previously. You know, we've always been there to help people in financial hardship and with sort of mental health issues, but we've definitely seen 
please increase and the numbers of people reaching out to us has definitely increased. Um, we have seen, obviously, um, unfortunately, an, an increase in addictive behaviours, particularly gambling. So a lot of people were, you know, online gambling, online shopping during um, lockdown. So that that had an impact on people. Um, and unfortunately, as well, a rise in domestic abuse cases because, you know, we, we've seen that generally, but we have also seen that ourselves at Hospitality Action. Um, and then I think ongoing, you know, into 2021 and into this year, um, since we reopened, you know, pressure has been there again for our teams and our industry because we've got continued staff shortages due to Brexit and, and post um, lockdowns. Um, so, you know, that's impacted customer behaviour as well. You know, we've seen people kind of coming in um, very stressed and um, not always the most pleasant to, to members of staff. So that's definitely impacted how people are feeling. Um, you know, you've got a contrasting situation where some people are working really long hours because of staff shortages and others are not getting the, the shifts they might have done because people have changed their operating models. So they might be closed on a Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, again, that's really leading to kind of continued stress, really, and continued financial hardship. And a lot of people are in acute financial hardship now. And, you know, we've heard recently about, you know, the, the energy cap price rise has just been in the news. Um, so unfortunately, it's only going to get worse really with the cost of living. Um, so really, to sum it up for hospitality action, we've never really been busier with delivering more support. Um, we're awarding more grants, you know, since 2020, we're, we're over two million pounds in grants. So wow. absolutely a lot, a lot been going on really for, for our sector. Well, well, very busy, very busy time. Um, Adrian, um, from your perspective, that the Lowry is one of the most famous hotels in the country. Um, through lockdowns and, and since then, what operational challenges have you had to face? As a um, yeah, um, obviously lockdown was very um, traumatic for many, many reasons. And uh, we ended up being closed for the best part of a year and a half, obviously open and closing through various the various tiers, if you remember all the tiers, two, three and four, all those yeah. strange times. Um, and we reopened properly May last year. Um, and yes, it definitely had some operational challenges. So the sort of thing, but firstly, we came back and there was uh, a massive shortage of staffs, especially last uh, last summer. Uh, when when I think a lot of our European staff went back to their home countries and therefore we, we lost those people. A lot of people had taken that the time during the pandemic to rethink their careers or their lives and they went off to do different things. They went off to do run their own businesses or take time out or retire early and various things. So people uh, did leave the industry and I think across the board we, we noticed at one point I think it matters something like 4,000 hospitality vacancies in restaurants, bars and hotels, so pretty significant. And then, and then that was overlaid with um, uh, price increases, which continue to go up. Of course, we've just been referring to what you see in the news today, but price increase across the board for raw materials and notably food went still is going up very high. Uh, but laundry costs, um, buying furnishings was was expensive. Um, and of course, energy bills are very high for many of the properties and including ourselves. So, so you've got higher prices. Also, availability was a big thing that, that has improved a bit, but in the early days, uh, we had a lot of challenges um, with, with lorries coming over from Europe, especially so bringing over wine supplies or linen supplies and so on. So uh, there was long delays. It couldn't get through uh, and still a little bit today, but there, there, there were those issues. So it was a combination really of um, challenges finding staff um, 
pro problems with uh, price increases and problems with availability of supplies. They were all the big issues from when we first reopened. Um, moving on a year to today, uh, th things are a little bit better. Um, so recruitment not quite as challenging, although there's still a big, uh, big, big um, opportunity for the whole industry, I think, to find solutions going forward. But so, so we're a bit better on that front. Um, supply issues are a little bit better. Uh, there's still some issues with certain suppliers coming in from Europe, but it's it, we found a way basically. Um, about price increases, I think you know we're all trying to adjust to that, and you know we try and we we try our best not to pass on the price increases to the customer, but there's only a certain amount the business can absorb, of course, over time. So uh, that that's a challenge, and probably will be uh, for the months ahead. Still quite uh, quite tough conditions, I think, for many operators. Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned just now um, recruitment's got a little bit better. Yeah. After the uh, over the past two years, have you had uh, issues relating to retention of uh, of staff of of, of employees? Um, has that affected teams in any way? Yeah, it has. Um, it, it's been a. Tr I mean, there's very very competitive circumstances, and still is uh, today. So the problem with retention is because your head can be turned because you've got a better offer around the corner. And that's the challenge. So, so you know, most people were happy to come back to work, happy with, with, with what they were doing and going back into that, happy to, to be working after two years of lockdown. So that was all pretty good. And we tried to make things as attractive as possible for those returning, of course. Um, but the challenge really is your, your, your head. And that's still the case today can be turned by great offers. And, you know, with a competitive marketplace, uh, people were offering salaries much higher, benefits much higher uh, and various other attractive offers. And I'm sure you read about them in the media, um, all sorts of things from retention bonuses or, um, you know, get, you get a bonus once you sign on as an employee and all sorts of things people were doing. So that's still going on. And the retention issue for us has been really one of trying to keep people focused on here, because, uh, again, there's only a certain limit you as an operator can go in terms of the offers you make. So uh, that, that that's still in play, I think, the, the, the competitive marketplace and trying to keep people that you've, you've recruited or had for a while in your organization keep them focused on the on the current uh, conditions of employment is more challenging today absolutely uh camilla um just going back to you for a moment has there been an increase increase in, sorry an increased pressure on i mean you've you've said yes you have you know had yeah. Um, yeah. the need to respond to uh on uh, people asking for help over the last few years, a couple of years, has been an increase in that. But has it has it been just front or back of house um, employees, or have you seen requests for help from managerial side as well? Um, so what we've done, particularly for managers where they've been requesting support, um, we already offered a managerial advice line um, and a managed referral service, which is via our employee assistance programme. Um, and that's there to provide support for employees and managers. So it's addressing some of those more complex issues such as poor mental health, addictive behaviours, um, you know, particularly with COVID bereavement, you know, it can be a really key issue a lot of our you know teams would have faced bereavement so um absolutely managerial support has been a key focus um and and has increased again in in demand we're doing a significant number of managed referrals now um as, as part of the employee assistance program um and then more generally to support managers across the industry um we designed a well-being check-in 
and it was a very simple um, tool really that anybody could use when their teams were coming back into work because I think you know with COVID one of the things we don't actually know yet is how um, it will impact people long term so the psychological effects of furloughs pressure sustained financial hardship actually you know it will affect people in in lots of different ways and i think we're still seeing that kind of play out so one of the things that you can do with the well-being check-in is it's just a great tool to check in with your teams and to start those open mental health conversations um it can ask you, you know do you know about where to access support at work for your mental health so we we design that as a as a really kind of accessible tool that managers across the industry could use. Um, as I say, it was specifically done in that kind of post return to work phase, but it can now be adapted to to check in with your team on a, a regular basis about their well being. And we're definitely working with a lot of employers and encouraging them to take the time to do those well being check ins with their teams and just get a sense of um we kind of call it sort of just taking the temperature within your business and, and seeing how people are people are doing. Right, that's, that sounds like a brilliant initiative. It really does. That sounds fantastic. Um, Craig, um, as 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 you um, have heard, uh, as, as we as we've all heard, um, you know, there is a great need to um, for, for you know for all 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 round all around hospitality. Um, people are going to want to help, right? How, tell me about this year's event. Tell me where it's happening. And how can people get involved? Yeah, of course. So um, I guess the first thing to say is um, this year's been um, event has been designed to be completely accessible and flexible um, to give as many people the chance um, to, to partake as possible. So this year the event is running between the 8th and the 16th of October. So that's Saturday to the following Sunday across the country. So people can take part wherever they are located as individuals with their friends, family, work colleagues, team members, um, and um, take part however they want to. So challenge themselves physically with their own distance in their own location. They can do a relay. They can make it um, over a period of days during those nine days, um, completely flexible. So that's that's the first part of it. And then on the last day of the um, event on Sunday, the 16th of October, we're, we've put together a hosted 20 kilometre challenge, which uh, sounds an awful lot. But after some feedback from last year, there was there was a lot of thought about or going into the distance and people felt that if they were sponsoring um, then it needed to be a, a you know a decent challenge so we're doing 20k in London Birmingham Manchester and Glasgow on Sunday the 16th of October which is absolutely amazing we've yep. got great signups already um, and again those events are open to everybody um, for individuals for couples friends family to just to join together work colleagues teams from businesses are signing up um to are you going to share uh, some stats with us that you you've just looked up yeah so i think we've got about 50 um teams so far we've hit two thousand pounds already which is amazing um and much better compared to previous years um and like i said before lance it's you know it's all about doing what you can not everybody will be able to sign up and take part so we're encouraging those people to sponsor to social share to get behind the message of coming together and really walking the walk to make a difference this is you know about actually making a bit a bit of a statement to promote 
well-being within the industry while supporting the charity. Mm. So we've got some, you know, we've got some really um, wacky ideas coming through for fundraising as well. We've got people doing all sorts of spin-off events. You know, hospitality has always been about, you know, the spirit of the people for me. And, you know, um, I'm a great believer that people, when when people come together within the industry, great things can happen. And this 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 event is purely about that. So um, I'm really really excited this year. Brilliant, Adrian. What are Team Lowry doing? Uh, we're hosting a Manchester walk. Um, so our walks, we hope, will be really, really interesting for people. So our walk starts at Sale Water Park, and I'm sure not everybody knows where that is. It's South Manchester. Um, it's about five miles from the city centre, starts in, by, by a lake. It's beautiful. So you get out there, a lot of water sports on the lake. You walk around the lake once, and then you go up onto the river, which is the River Mersey. You walk along that to Chalton Water Park, similar water park, lovely bird life. You walk around that very calming and relaxing walk then back onto the river walk as far as didsbury and then turn around across the bridge and then back along the riverside back to sail water park all that half of that is on the trans pennine trail it's nice and flat no hills no valleys you can bring your dogs your kids your aunts your uncles whoever you want to bring um we start we kick off at 10 o'clock um and we're we're, gonna, we're hoping to get you know lots of people to we've got a few signed up already we're hoping to get a lot more um, and it should be a really lovely walk. We, we expect sort of four to four and a half hours to complete. Um, but it's all that there's no built up areas at all. You just walk along green, grassy areas by the river most of the time or around these beautiful lakes. And you'll see a lot of uh, nature, bird life, and it should be a very relaxing experience for everybody. So uh, that's going to be an amazing walk. We really look forward to that. That sounds that sounds lovely. It really does. Um, is there much competition between the Manchester hotels? trying to outdo each other <laughs> always of course <laughs> where doesn't that happen <laughs> so there's always a little bit of that so we're trying to get each hotel to have a team um and the idea is that all, all teams will bring people along i mean we're not going to make it a race it's meant to be a walk for well-being so we don't want to be overly competitive but uh, <laughs> you, 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 there probably will be an element of competition i'm sure <laughs> oh, fabulous fabulous this sounds great yeah absolutely brilliant Look, um, Camilla, I need, I need, I do need to ask you, and, we, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It really is. Um, you know, so many people are getting involved, but I do need to ask you, why is Walk for Wellbeing so important to the work that Hospitality Action does? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's really important in many ways to Hospitality Action's work. And um, the first reason really is it raises awareness of who we are, what we do, how we can help. And as Craig says, you know, we very much view the hospitality industry. It's, it's a community, it's a family. As Craig says, great things happen when people in hospitality get together. But also some very difficult things happen to people in hospitality. You know, there, there are life events, unexpected illnesses, financial pressures. So, you know, you know our, our kind of key on Detra really is, you know, we always say we've got you, we're here for the industry, we're here to put our arms around people and we want as many people in the industry working in the industry, retired from the industry to know about us and how we can support. So what Walk for Wellbeing really does is help us maintain that awareness, raise that awareness. Um, and if we're looking particularly at kind of mental health and well-being, um, a statistic just to, to, to give you is that one in three people at the moment who are coming to us for support 
reference poor mental health um, either for themselves, a family member, partner. Um, so you know it's a really really prevalent um, what we what we would call a presenting issue when when we start to sort of work with people. Um, so what we also really hope is that the walk will encourage people um, to have those open conversations about their mental health and bring bring mental well-being to the top of the agenda. Um, and it's just it's it's a really as Craig was saying and Adrian was saying it's a really accessible way to encourage people to get out and about, support their own mental health, and and have those conversations. Um, and at the same time, you know, absolutely it helps us raise funds. You know, we don't get any government funding um, and we do anticipate mental health worsening over the coming months, financial hardship worsening, um, thanks to you know, ongoing food and fuel crisis. Um, so, you know, it's really key just to keep the, the funds coming in and all the funds raised will go to those who need our support the most. Um, and yeah, just kind of maintain that fundraising for, for the charity, really. So, yeah, we're really delighted to, to be working with everyone and doing these walks across um, the UK as well, which is just fantastic to see all the different cities getting involved as well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Craig, give us all the socials, please. How can people, where can people go to get involved? So obviously Hospitality Actions uh, chat is our main kind of channel. We've got Walk for Wellbeing on Instagram as well. Um, but but hospitality action is the main kind of channel for for now. Um, all the all the updates will be posting out. We're getting people to tag using the hashtag Walk for Wellbeing um, as well. So if people can do that, great. LinkedIn is um, is a big one. We've got loads of assets for people to use and share. So anyone that wants to, please get in touch. All the contact info is on the website walkforwellbeing.org. Lovely. Lovely. It's been an absolute joy speaking to the three of you this afternoon. Thank you very much for joining me and uh, I'll see you out there. Great. Doing it. <laughs> I've got some new I've got some new walking shoes, which uh, I'm still breaking in, um, but I'll be digging them out. So thank you. very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Recruiting and Hospitality. Uh, join us again next time. Do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on the socials, which is Twitter at Catra.com. That's Catra, D-O-T-C-O-M. Likewise on Instagram, you can find us on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, yeah. And don't, yeah, like I said before, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast where you get your episodes first. Okay. Listen, it's been fabulous. I've been Lancelot the Ryan. Thank you very much to my guests. One more time, Craig, Camilla, Adrian, you've been fabulous. Thanks so Thank much. You. And I'll see you again on Recruiting and Hospitality. Bye-bye. Thank you.